This is Baseball Across the Commonwealth, taking you to the great baseball towns around the great state of Virginia. Welcome to another episode of Baseball Across the Commonwealth, a foul ball area limited series taking you to the great baseball towns across the great state of Virginia. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. So far, we've already visited Richmond, Charlottesville, and Harrisonburg, so if you've missed those, you can check them out at foulballarea.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Today, we're heading just a few minutes south to Augusta County for our next stop. From Harrisonburg, we'll get on Interstate 81 and head to the city of Stanton. Commonly mispronounced Staunton, and if you do pronounce it that way, they will immediately know that you're an outsider, Stanton is a charming town of roughly 24,000 citizens in Virginia's Shenandoah Valley. The area was settled in 1732 by a man named John Lewis. In 1736, a wealthy planter by the name of William Beverly was granted over 118,000 acres in what would become Augusta County. The town was founded in 1747 and named in honor of Lady Rebecca Stanton, the wife of Royal Lieutenant Governor Sir William Gooch. Stanton was located in the center of the Virginia colony at the time, and at one point was home to the westernmost courthouse in British North America. As the town grew, Stanton became an important trading center, transporting large amounts of grain and tobacco throughout the colonies. If you remember the story about Jack Jewett from our Charlottesville episode, you know that he warned Thomas Jefferson and the Virginia legislators about an impending British raid. The legislators fled to Stanton, making it the capital of Virginia for a short period of time. Due to its factories and importance as a trading area, Stanton was an important city throughout the American Civil War and was coveted by the Union. Union forces ultimately took the city in June of 1864, destroying the railroad station, warehouses, factories, and mills. Stanton recovered and became the first city in the United States with a city manager form of government in 1908. The city is known for being the birthplace of 28th President Woodrow Wilson, although the Wilson family moved to Augusta, Georgia before he was two years old. Today, Stanton is home to numerous attractions, including the American Shakespeare Company located at Blackfriars Playhouse. Built to resemble Shakespeare's Globe Theater, the Playhouse puts on classic plays throughout the year. The city is home to Mary Baldwin University as well as the Virginia School for the Deaf and Blind. There are multiple city parks, great places to eat, and of course, breweries. Our first stop for today's episode is at Skipping Rock Beer Company in Stanton, Virginia. Andrew Urbanowitz, the outside sales representative for Skipping Rock Brewing, is joining me now on the podcast. Andrew, thank you for joining me. How are you doing today? I'm great, Matt. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. Of course. Uh, you know, Skipping Rock is uh, the only brewery in Stanton that I have ever been to. I know there are a few others in the area now, but it's the only one in Stanton that I've been to. I really enjoyed it when I was there. I just want to start off. Tell me a little bit about the brewery, what your guys' space, what the facility is like, and what you guys have going on there right now. Absolutely. Yeah. So we opened uh, in March 2019. So we're about a year and a half old. Um, we're on the west side of Stanton. We've got uh, about two acres of land here um, just off of Parkersburg Turnpike. Uh, we have about a hundred person, a hundred seat tap room on the inside. Uh, in the outside area, we've got a large, beautiful beer garden uh, with multiple fire pits, um, large uh, picnic tables, just a great area to hang out that can seat over 200, probably 200, 250 people on a non- COVID year, of course, um, when things are normal. But uh, yeah, we've got, we've got a great area, great space. And I'll tell you that outside space has definitely been, been a savior for us this year, um, having to have people outside for most of the year and, and um, you know, with everything that's going on in 2020. Um, but we've, got, we've, we've been distributing with, with our, uh, our local distribution company, Blue Ridge Beverage. So we've been able to uh, get our beer into local bars, local restaurants, local uh, convenience stores, grocery stores, which has really helped kind of grow our, our brand 
and get, get a lot more name recognition for us, especially being a, a brand new company that's only a year and a half old. But uh, yeah, we're, we're, we've got a brewer that's been uh, in the business for over 10 years. Um, he's a former Marine, uh, came back stateside, worked for a, a, a brewery, brewery up in New, new Hampshire, uh, went to school in Chicago for his, uh, for his degree in brewing, and uh, we were able to pull him down here uh, to open the business with us. And like you said, you've been here, uh, you know that he makes fantastic beer. He, he does a great job of, of, of the science behind it, the recipes that he creates. Um, they've, they've been super popular uh, in the area, and we've had a great reception so far. Yeah, definitely am a fan of the beer, and I want to get to the, the beer in a few minutes. But first, just you said you guys are just a year and a half old. How did you guys get started in Stanton? Yeah, so um, our owner and his brother, um, they're both entrepreneurs, his bro, um, Jason McCall and his brother Curtis. Um, they were just sitting around uh, Thanksgiving dinner probably five years ago now, um, just figuring out they wanted to go into business together. Um, Curtis is a business owner up in Maryland, um, and they, they, they wanted to get a partnership, and they wanted to figure out what they wanted to do. And they were sitting around drinking for Thanksgiving and said, let's get into the brewery business. We love, both love beer. Um, and they were like, well, we don't know anything about beer. Um, but they realized that if you hire the right people and you manage the right people, then uh, you, can, you can be successful. And, and that's kind of where we stand right now. So it just it started out with two brothers sitting on a, a table, dinning a table during holidays, scratching on a, on a napkin. And, uh, you know, four or five years later, here we are with uh, this great tap room, a uh, great facility, and, and actually a second location in Charlottesville as well. That's great. I like that. I like that. So I was looking at your menu a little bit, and I have been there once. I had a couple of the beers. One of the things that I like about it is, you know, it seems like so many craft breweries these days are just trying to, trying to be really extra, you know, trying all mm -hmm. kinds of different crazy things. And it seems to me like you guys have, you're, you're kind of keeping it simple, but like, you know, classic beers, classic styles of beer. And I like that. I really like that. It's not like some kind of wild flavors and like a, I don't, I don't even know. There's just so many styles of beer out there today. I like that you guys are keeping it with the classic styles. That's, I mean, you, you said it right there. I mean, our brewer is so big on keeping uh, the, the, the beer true to style. Uh, one of our best sellers is our Kolsch. Um, and it's, it's just a, a simple, easy to drink, light ale uh, that's very smooth, um, you know, and, and, and we're trying to attract those domestic beer lovers that are maybe not craft beer fans. And this is almost like the gateway beer to get them into craft. Uh, so, I mean, that's, that's our best seller. And, and you're right. He just, he, he loves to, he's very um, strategic with his recipes and tries to keep things true to style. Now we do make some one-off specials that, that are exotic and different flavors. And, um, you know, I think you have to be creative, especially in this industry where there are over, uh, over 10,000 breweries nationwide, which have really just boomed in the last 10 years. Um, you know, you can go anywhere to get great beer. You've got to, you've got to make yourself stand out um, by being creative. And I think that's why you see a lot of the breweries go down those roads with a lot of different, you know, one-off flavors and things like that. So we, we do that as well. Just we, our main core beers, our Kolsch, our New England IPA, um, our, our Belgian Double, um, those are, are very true to style. The Amber Lager, uh, very, very much true to style, very simplistic, to the way that these original recipe beers were supposed to be made. I think the, the Amber Lager and the Belgian Double are what I had when I was there. I love Amber Lagers. That's usually what I try to get, something along those lines. And then I've spent some time in Belgium. So awesome. having something that's like a traditional Belgian beer, that was really good. I really like that. Yeah, he does a great job with that Belgian Double. He's actually won multiple awards with that Belgian Double recipe going back from his old brewery up in New Hampshire. Uh, and then actually last year with that same recipe, we won bronze here in the Virginia Craft Beer Guild Awards. Um, but that Amber Lager actually took home bronze last month at the Great American Beer Festival. So uh, I'm glad you like that. You have good taste because obviously it's an award-winning beer and uh, we're super, super happy to have that one. And it's been doing well in distribution as well too. Yeah, wow. Well, congratulations on on those awards Thank that you. you guys have won. Thank you. So. 
What are some of your favorite things to do around the Stanton area when you're not at the brewery? Yeah, well, I mean, work is life for me right now. But um, I mean, th- what's great about this area is there, there's it's it's very outdoors, you know, especially where we are in the western side of Stanton in Augusta County. We're super close to the Allegheny Front going into the western um, West Virginia mountains just over the border there. So there's a lot of hiking uh, in the area, which is fantastic. A lot of trails. Um, there are, and we, I, I don't ride, but there are a lot, we get a lot of um, bikers that come through here that, especially on the weekends, they take their, they take their, their motorcycles and they go up into, into the mountains. They take their, you know, the, those, those weekend, beautiful weekend uh, uh, trips in, into, um, into the West Virginia front mountains there. And, and we actually get a lot of the business from, from those people that are coming back, either coming back into Stanton or they just heard about us people that are camping, uh, visiting the area, you know, there's plenty of stuff like that to do in this spot. Um, and that's probably the one thing, if you're an outdoorsman or an outdoor person, um, this area is great for that. Uh, downtown Stanton is beautiful. It definitely has a quaint feel to it. You know, it's very, very main street USA, a lot of small shops, restaurants. Um, that is just, it's, it's a beautiful spot to just walk around town. If, if anybody has not been to Stanton, it, it definitely is a, it's, it's a great spot to, to, uh, to spend a weekend, um, come down, um, you know, enjoy the shops, enjoy the, the, the great restaurants that are in town. Um, and, and the history, there's a lot, a lot of history, especially Civil War history in this area um, that I'm, I'm a history nut. So I love learning about that kind of stuff. So just reading the, the plaques and, and the signs along streets and, and just kind of understanding, you know, where this, where this town was 100, 150, 200 years ago, there's, there's a lot of history in this spot. The outdoors definitely seems to be a popular answer for for people in this area. Definitely a, a popular thing to do. And I would agree with the history aspect too. There's a lot of historical stuff around the area to see and visit and do. So Absolutely. let's say someone, um, I don't know if you can talk too much about the competition in the Stanton area, but let's say someone comes to your brewery to begin a, a Saturday. They're at your brewery starting off their day and then they ask you for recommendations on other craft breweries in the area to head to the rest of the day. What are some places that you might recommend to them? Yeah, absolutely. We're part of the Beer Works Trail, uh, which is a, a conglomerate of local breweries in the area that we, um, they are all kind of a partnership together. We do meet once a year to kind of go over this, this um, the trail. Um, you can actually get a passport from any of the local breweries in, in the Shenandoah Valley. Um, and as you visit local spots, we will actually stamp your passport uh, passport for you. Uh, and after a certain amount of stamps, I want to say it's eight, nine or 10 stamps, um, you mail in the passport for free and they'll send you a free t-shirt just for uh, visiting the local area. So we're very big on supporting other local breweries, even though they are technically competition, we still see ourselves as, as a family. Um, and it's, and it's a tight knit community that we have. Um, you know, Queen City is a brewery that's locally here in Stanton. Um, you know, we, we do get a lot of people that, that bounce back and forth between our spot, between their spot there. Um, and that's really it for Stanton. Um, as far as you know breweries goes but in, in, in augusta county there are still are some other ones you've got seven arrows over in waynesboro uh, basic city is a huge one in this area they've been around for five plus years and and they do a great job especially with their ipas um, we know the guys over there and they're fantastic um, and then going over in charlesville of course three notch with three notch also has a tap room in harrisonburg as well uh, we're really really tight with those guys they've actually helped us out tremendously on multiple fronts from the brewing side of things uh, to the sales aspect with, with my department i'm good friends with their sales uh, the sales rep. So we kind of do have that, that close knit family. Those guys are, are great. Um, going up into Harrisburg, pale fire, uh, does a great job. They've got a beautiful spot right downtown, uh, in Harrisonburg. That's just a, a cool spot to chill on, on a beautiful day. They got that patio out there, uh, with fantastic beer to enjoy. So we, we love being able to support those other, those local other breweries, just like they do support us. And we love seeing them come into our spot. So you told me that you are also a baseball fan, and that's the other focus of this podcast, talking about the the baseball aspect of all these towns around Virginia. 
Stanton has the Stanton Braves in the Valley Baseball League. There's also Mary Baldwin University, which recently started a baseball team. I don't know how much they got to play this spring before everything shut down, but they're at least in the process of starting that. Do you ever get out to Stanton Braves games or any other local baseball games? I haven't had the chance to yet, but I would love to. I just moved to Stanton from Harrisonburg about four months ago. Um, so I'm still kind of, and of course, during a COVID year, you know, all these uh, independent leagues and, and these, these sports leagues have been forced to shut down, which is unfortunate. But I remember when I moved here from East Tennessee about five years ago, uh, I was fascinated with the fact that, that you have the Valley League with all these teams in the area. And then you've got, of course, uh, the RCBL up in Harrisonburg area, the Rockingham County Baseball League. Um, baseball is a big it's, it's a lifestyle in this area. Um, people love their, whether it's, it's the Nationals or the Orioles in this area or going locally uh, with these local small independent leagues. Um, there's a huge following. And I'm, I'm excited for, for things to end with, you know, with, with COVID so that we can get back to that normal. Because I, w- I would love to be able to go to a, a Braves game, support those guys, support them locally. Because baseball and beer go, go hand in hand together. I love going to live sporting events, um, especially baseball, having a few beers at the game, you know, with the hot dog, really getting that, that full atmosphere. And I think that's, that's important to these guys and to these, these teams to, to, to be able to have that focus, that partnership together. Um, but, but I love that, that you have this, this independent league of college kids that maybe their, their, their semester is over, whatever their, their college is, is, is not competing anymore because I know the college season ends usually in, in June, May, June time frame. And so the, these college kids are able to jump right into the, the, the Valley League or the RCBL League and, and continue playing throughout the summer. It's competitive baseball. It's wooden bat baseball. Uh, and it's really exciting to see uh, how the, the, the towns compete against each other um, in a friendly way that, that they're proud of their baseball teams. Yeah, it definitely is. And it was really sad that there was no Valley League season this year. There was still an RCBL season. Of course, they have a team in Stewart's Draft not too far from Stanton area. So all, all of the, the Valley League teams, the RCBL teams, great places to watch a game on, on a summer evening. And it's a great way to, to spend the evening. There's nothing better than summertime in baseball. I mean, it goes, it, like I said, it goes hand in hand together. Summer and baseball is great. I love when, the, when, when March comes around and the winter's ending and summer's starting to come through and baseball is starting, starting you know, to, to get going with spring training in the MLB and, and college teams are already going. It just it means that summer's coming, and I love it. Yeah, definitely. And I, I know the Valley League, I don't know if they'd ever be uh, interested in having a, a, a beer partnership, but I have heard some rumblings that the RCBL – may want a a brewery partnership so maybe you guys could get in on that that's my territory i would love to be able to get that opportunity we'd love to have a partnership with these guys and have our 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 delicious skipping rock beer in these stadiums yeah that would be really great so just want to wrap it up with this um obviously the pandemic is still going on and so it's still uh, a tough to get out to local businesses. What are the policies in your guys' tap room for people that do want to visit right now? Yeah, absolutely. We are um, extremely safe and, and cautious when it comes to this. Obviously, we, we know we, there's a need for, for everybody wanting to feel safe when they do go out into public, and we want to make sure that people do feel that way when they come into our tap room and come to our location. Um, you know, masks are, are, are super important to us with, with our staff wearing them. Cleanliness is huge. We, we constantly are spraying our door handles, our, our bathrooms down, our countertops, our tables uh, with isopropyl alcohol. Um, the outside area is, like I said, very large. So, and we've got those fire pits even on cool nights where people don't feel safe being inside an establishment right now. They can still be able to order their beer and, and sit outside, be comfortable. All of our tables are spaced six feet apart. Um, and we are very conscious of, of that need to, to keep people safe. Obviously, you know, if there is an outbreak and, and it's, it's caused or it's, it's started in, you know, our location, that's huge for us because that just means that we're going to have to, 
you know, take the, the, the necessary precautions to, to make sure that we're safe and clean at that point. We don't want that to happen. We don't want it to get to that point. So we want to make sure we're staying ahead of it and staying clean and keeping our, our customers safe so they keep enjoying our awesome beer. Well, you guys definitely have a great outdoor space that I'm sure has really helped you out a lot this, Absolutely. this all of this year. It's, yeah. it's a, a great space. I love all the picnic tables and the huge patio out there. It really is a great facility and the beer is good. So I'm recommending that the listeners get out and try Skipping Rock if they're in the area. Absolutely. We appreciate that recommendation completely. All right. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. And best of luck with all the ventures going forward at Skipping Rock. Awesome. Thanks, Matt. It's good to be here. Thanks to Andrew at Skipping Rock for joining us on today's episode. Other breweries in the Stanton area to check out include Redbeard, Shenandoah Valley, and Queen City. Stanton is also home to a local baseball team, of course. The Stanton Braves play their home games at Gypsy Hill Park in downtown Stanton. They're part of the Valley Baseball League, playing against the Charlottesville Tom Sox and Harrisonburg Turks. Another Valley League team nearby is the Waynesboro Generals, and to visit with them, we'll have to get on Interstate 64 and head just a few minutes west to the city of Waynesboro, also in Augusta County. Home to roughly 22,000 citizens, Waynesboro was incorporated in 1834. The area was settled before then, but it grew slowly at first due to the difficult nature of crossing the Blue Ridge Mountains. By 1860, the town saw more visitors as a result of its position on the three-notch road. Waynesboro was the site of the final blow to the Confederacy in the Shenandoah Valley during the Civil War. The Battle of Waynesboro allegedly lasted just 20 minutes. After the war, the town became the conjunction point for two railroads, the Chesapeake and Ohio, running east to west, and the Shenandoah Valley Railroad, which would become the Norfolk Southern, running north to south. In 1890, a town adjacent to Waynesboro sprang up and was incorporated, called Basic City. The two towns had a bit of a rivalry trying to outdevelop each other until they consolidated and became Waynesboro Basic in 1923. Modern-day Waynesboro is home to the Shenandoah Valley Arts Center, the Wayne Theater, and the Wildlife Center of Virginia. It's also home to the Waynesboro Generals of the Valley Baseball League. Tyler Hoffman, the general manager of the Waynesboro Generals, is joining me now on the podcast. Tyler, thanks for joining me. How are you doing today? Good, Matt. Thanks for having me. So I want to start off talking a little bit about the Generals. What do they mean to the Waynesboro community? Well, you know, probably the best way to put it for the community and what I tell all of these guys is, you know, they they are Waynesboro's big leaguers. Um, it's probably the uh, most frank way to put it. Um, a lot of these guys, um, you know, it's the closest thing they get to professional baseball. And for a lot of the people in this community, it's the closest thing they get to seeing you know, professional baseball. Um, so it's it's something that's been in the community a long time. Um, you know, people grew up going to Generals games, and now they're you know their third, fourth, fifth generations going to um, going to the Waynesboro Generals games. So it's it's one of those things that you know you know you know in the summer the Generals are going to be in town. Um, you know you know there's always going to be something to do. There's a place to go that you can get affordable entertainment. Um, and, and it's, it's been a big part of, you know, summer entertainment in the Valley and, and specifically Waynesboro for a long time. So, um, you know, th- these guys are a big part of, of the community. They do a lot of work in the community, um, volunteering at places like Camp Light, volunteering at the Waynesboro YMCA. So, you know, not only do they come here and spend their summers in Waynesboro, but they get back to, to Waynesboro. And so, um, I'd like to think that, you know, they obviously provide a lot of good for the community, but um, in turn, you know, the community provides a lot of good to these guys too. I've been around the Valley League. I grew up in Harrisonburg, so I grew up going to Turks games. 
I've been to some other ballparks around the league. I don't think I've ever actually been to a Waynesboro game, though. So what is the game day environment like at a Generals game? Sure. So um, we play at Kate Collins Middle School, which is actually Waynesboro High School's field as well. Um, but they, you know, we share with the high school and they do a great job of, you know, working with us and um, we have a great relationship with them and um, and so forth. So, you know, we put a lot of pride in, into the field and, and obviously the, the playing surface and what those guys get to, you know, experience when they're here. Um, and then as far as the fans are concerned, um, you know, the Kathleen Kellett Ward and her husband Brent um, are the chairs of our board. So they, they do a tremendous job, um, you know, providing a, family environment um and that's and that starts from the second they show up um she's one of the, probably the most welcoming people here in waynesboro and so um a lot of times you know to the left side of behind our bleachers you know there's kids playing like, basically like wiffle ball games and running and um you know the food is a f- tremendous and obviously very affordable and then to the right side of um basically down the first baseline We've got a huge hill um, that you know a lot of a lot of people tend to kind of hang to as far as you know able to kind of spread out, sit on a blanket, a chair. Uh, people bring their dogs, um, whatever it may be. It's just you know, obviously in this crazy COVID world, you know, it's going to be an even more attractive place. You know, once we do get back, because it's going to allow people to space out and kind of um, you know mind their own self and um you know keep socially distanced so i think it's a perfect setup for summer baseball um you know great food um good entertainment and you know just all around family a family environment i know some of the some of the teams around the league will have a local uh, restaurant or like a local pizza place come and sell their food you said the food is really good do you guys cook all your own food or do you have partnerships with local restaurants so we do run our own concession stand now and um we do every periodically you know Klein's ice cream or folks like that may will come and and set up and um and obviously that's always a big hit but um you know i I think there's still there's still something to be said for you know a hot dog at a ball game and you know that that type of environment just something about it obviously um you know we're not allowed to serve beer at the games with being on school property, but some of the teams in the league have been able to start to, you know, go down that road. And, um, you know, they've had, you know, from what we know, as far as, you know, it's only been a good, um, a good thing for their folks. Um, so I think that environment has started to really develop where, you know, people are wanting to find ways to get out, get about, um, go see summer ball and, and be able to go to a concession stand for five bucks, get two hot dogs, a drink and a fries. And, and, you know, you paid five bucks to get in and, you know, you're only $10 in the hole. I mean, that's the price of a movie ticket now just in itself. So, um, you know, again, it's, that's what we're trying to create. Um, you know, it's an affordable night for a family to come out, um, and, and, you know, enjoy a night at the park. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I like all the, the new kinds of concessions offerings that teams have, but there's nothing better than a hot dog at a baseball game on a summer right. night. <laughs> That's right. So do you know what the uh, the makeup of your fans, of your crowd usually is? Is it usually people that are from Waynesboro, or do you ever get any out-of-towners, people that might be visiting that just happen to find out about the Generals and come out to a game? We do. We get. Um, we actually, you know, it's surprising. We get a fair more 
people than I ever realized now traveling through the area that come to games. Um, now, obviously, we have our you know loyal fans that come night in and night out, and that's a good mix. You know, as I mentioned, older a lot of you know older folks that may have been coming for 30, 40 years, and then those that are you know bring their family every night. Um, so we do have a good mix of those, but we get a lot of folks that may be traveling you know six up 64 and they you know they're they're going through up the parkway or you know they're coming over from charlottesville or richmond or you know they're just staying in waynesville for the night they're looking for something to do and um you know or or we'll get like an alumni and you know somebody that's played in waynesboro and they're hey i'm coming through the area and i you know just wanted to see you know how things have changed since i was here 25 30 years ago um so all of those type of folks you know tend to reach out to us and you know and, and i'm sure there's more that come to games that we don't even know um to be honest with you but it, it's pretty neat to see how many people come through the area and some way or another run across the valley league run across waynesboro and and, and come to a ball game so um there's something to be said for that and i'm sure those folks you know obviously if it were me i'd love that experience so um, i'm sure hopefully it was a, it was a good experience for them and um, you know, they had a good night at the ballpark. Yeah, well, I'm sure it was from all the uh, all the Valley League fields that I've been to. I don't think anyone could have a, a bad experience at any of them. If you have parents of a, a player or families or friends or anyone coming into, into town for a game, is there anything that you recommend for them to do during the day leading up to that night's game? Um, yeah, most of our, you know, obviously we're not far from 151. Um, and, you know, obviously that's really popular over in Nelson County, Charlottesville, and, you know, the, the big stretch of breweries and wineries and, you know, and then obviously the parkway. And so folks that, you know, want to get out for a lot of these people, you know, they, they, they may have never seen mountains before. You know, there are people that, you know, we get a lot of guys from the southeast and Florida and, and those type of environments, and they've never been to a place that has mountains. or And, you know, so just going hiking for them for the first time is just crazy seeing them you know, a deer or a bear is just, you know, super fascinating. And um, so for for them, a lot of times we recommend, you know, hey, you can head up on the parkway and take a nice drive or you can, you know, go to some of the pull-offs up there, you know, able to take pictures. They're able to go over to 151 if that's something they're into with the breweries and the wineries. Um, and then obviously, you know, just the, enjoying the Shenandoah Valley in itself, I mean, downtown Waynesboro, downtown Stanton, Harrisonburg, those type of places and the small shops and restaurants. I mean, I think there's, I mean, the food in this area to me is fabulous. Um, so hopefully, you know, that's something that they're able to enjoy depending on how long they're here. But yeah, we, we definitely um, encourage they get out and enjoy the, enjoy the Shenandoah Valley. What are some of your favorite places to eat or drink in, in Waynesboro or in the surrounding area? Um, well, I guess pre-COVID, we had, you know, there's a small little place here in Waynesboro called the Greenleaf, um, downtown Waynesboro. That's, um, they do, they support us in, with the generals um, really, really well. I mean, they, his famous, I guess, meal every year, he does a huge thing at Jambalaya. And, um, you know, it's really popular for the guys. So um, hopefully they haven't opened back up is the reason I say pre-COVID. Um, hopefully that'll that'll change here soon um and then i'm obviously i'm a little biased but the the food at the waynesburg country club is is tremendous and the folks you know what they're doing over there 
Um, so those are probably my two favorite places right now um, to eat directly in Waynesboro. Um, but, you know, downtown Stanton's got a lot of great places as well that's an easy drive. Um, you know, and then again, you know, you can, we've got Basic City Brewery here in Waynesboro now, which is really popular. And those folks have done a tremendous job. And um, so that downtown scene for Waynesboro is starting to really, you know, kind of change and develop here as of late. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. So one last thing for you, Tyler. How do you get the word out about Generals games each night during the summer? How can people find out what's going on with Generals? Sure. So obviously our website, waynesboroggenerals.net, is um, the easiest way. Um, and then obviously off of that, you know, all the social media um, outlets. So Facebook is you know, probably the largest Facebook and Twitter. And then we also do have Instagram. So, um, we get, we get a lot of connections across the board there. And again, I mentioned Kathleen Kellett, um, Ward and Brent Ward. They, um, she does a tremendous job really pushing the social media stuff. So, um, you know, we have a lot of, um, we do a lot of promotions and a lot of, uh, you know, sponsor nights and stuff like that. So we like to be able to, um, you know, showcase our local businesses and, and promote them too. So those three outlets are probably the easiest way to get a hold of us or check out what we've got coming up. All right. Well, Tyler, I thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. And hopefully next summer we'll be able to have a Valley League season. Absolutely. I appreciate your time, Matt. Thanks again. Thanks to Tyler for joining us on today's episode of the podcast and telling us a little bit about the Waynesboro Generals. Other breweries in the Waynesboro area include Basic City and Stablecraft. Stablecraft is one of my personal favorites, located on a working farm with horses, a beautiful place to grab a beer, or a few, and sit by a fire, play cornhole, see the horses, really just have a great time on that working farm brewery, Stablecraft, just outside of Waynesboro. There are plenty more activities that I could list for Stanton, Waynesboro, and Augusta County, including Reddish Knob on the Virginia State Line, or Humpback Rock on the Nelson County Line, which we also talked about in our Charlottesville episode. One thing I should note is the Blue Ridge Tunnel. Engineered by Claudius Crozet in the mid-1800s, the tunnel served as a railroad tunnel for both the Blue Ridge and Chesapeake and Ohio railroads. The tunnel was dug out with hand drills and black powder as it was built more than a decade before the invention of dynamite. When completed in 1858, it was the longest railroad tunnel in the United States at 4,237 feet. During the Civil War, Stonewall Jackson used the tunnel as a passageway for his troops rather than having them cross the mountains. The tunnel was replaced in 1944, but has recently opened up as a footpath, allowing visitors to walk through the marvel of engineering. My parents visited it in November of 2020 after it opened, and they would highly recommend you check it out if you're in the Waynesboro area. That's all we have for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to Baseball Across the Commonwealth. I hope you learned something about the Stanton, Waynesboro, and Augusta County area, and I hope you will check it out sometime if you're ever in the Shenandoah Valley. Make sure to tune in next time as we continue our journey south through the Shenandoah Valley, hitting more of the great baseball towns across the state of Virginia. For now, in Augusta County, I'm Matthew Atkins for Baseball Across the Commonwealth.